0: five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea podcast, where we discuss craft, community, and the pursuit of a meaningful career. Today, we're uh, looking at a post in uh, a website called Blind. Uh, Blind is kind of like a Reddit, um, kind of like a forum for people in the tech community. And yeah, we've We've uh, spent some time reading through it and just kind of wanted to discuss it. Um, And yeah, Hugh, you have any early thoughts?
1: No, I'm trying to read a comment right now and a few of them, but overall it's fascinating. How do you want to start on this? So do you want to read the title and share your screen on it and then we can go through it or what would you like to do? What do you think's best?
0: yeah um, this is really cool. let's see let's see if i'm let's see if I'm sharing the right screen. I'm definitely not <laughs> um where is this article? Oh there it is. do you see it? Oh, no. I just see your zoom screen okay well, I'll try again. there it is. awesome. Cool. All right. So the, the title of this article is just promoted to L nine, ask me anything. Um, and just for some background, uh, this person works at Google, um, at various big companies, uh, they have, uh, certain levels. Um, and so, uh, Facebook, I think starts from like four or three and then you can just keep going up and then amazon does the same thing i think i think bezos is like an l9 or l10 or something Um, but every company does it a little bit differently Um, and l9 i guess is a particularly high level at google um if we can if we kind of like read a little bit more um this person has a total comp of two million dollars um So maybe that's $1 million each, including this person and this person's partner. Um, We've been working for 15 years, mid thirties, net worth of over 40 million, which is pretty insane. Uh, And yeah, he has some stuff about career advice, financial investing, just all this stuff. And then people ask questions and, uh, and he kind of he kind of goes through it uh we can put a link in the uh in the notes um and then one last thing i want to say is uh just because this person makes a lot of money like works at a reputable company and like is like quote unquote successful from a lot of money like um doesn't necessarily mean that like they're like wise or grounded or any of that but um yeah i guess we we thought this was just like kind of an interesting thing to look into and, and just chat about.
1: Yeah. I feel like the career advice thing, let's just start from there. So this, uh, let's read it really quick. So it says, play to your strengths. Unfortunately, the education system focuses on rounding out individuals, but in your career, your strengths matter a lot more than being an all rounder. Identify your strengths, validate what you think, with smart people you trust, and then ruthlessly optimize for a role where that strength matters. In addition, also remember this is a very long game. People worry about how to quickly get to an L5, L5, but remember those five to seven years are very small, are a very small part of your overall career. It's much better to er learn right and get to VP versus burnout and get to L5 and five versus seven, five years versus seven. That's interesting. I, I feel like uh, I was reading this earlier and I read the first two sentences, play to your strengths and it says, uh, playing to your career strengths matter a lot more than being an all rounder. And and my initial thought was, oh, fuck my
0: life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well,
0: like obviously this person is optimizing for certain career growth and and they've done it for the last 15 years like like the the reality is when you make a million dollars a year you you pay up like 60 percent of it in taxes which you know is still ends up being a lot of money but but like you know this this whole thing of like if i make 200k a year like another another 50k is not going to really move the needle as much as if I'm making forty k a year and I'm like move up like twenty k um, and so yeah i i for me personally like i I don't like it what's interesting to me is that this person is still hustling like this person has plenty of cash, he's still hustling. let's assume he's a guy like if I If I was at that point, I would, I would just be like, how can I, how can I do things that I enjoy? How can I, how can I, uh, like just hang out more or, or or how like cultivate my hobbies and like, in fact, I don't want to have more responsibilities. Like I want to have fewer responsibilities. I want to play to my strengths and do like, uh, less work if possible. Um, I will say I remember later um, he says like someone asks, oh do you work a ton or have you in the past um, how do you manage to be this effect this effective blah 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 and he says the irony is that I never worked a lot if anything I've worked I've worked less in recent years versus early days because we had a lot more fun in the early days Um, and so yeah, so I guess I guess this person is not necessarily like putting in ADR weeks, like just like fighting for the next promotion. Like it seems like there is some sort of balance. Um, but yeah, like I don't like, would I work at that point? like I might, but I also might not. It's just like just it's just interesting, and I'm like I kind of want to know what motivates this person to just keep going
1: yeah that's <clears throat> and that's a really interesting question of is there a, an amount that if you've made in your net worth and here this person's net worth is again greater than 40 million is what what's the number is there a threshold that you're good enough at and that's most more than most people right so you could probably live off that for a long long time if not the rest of your life that's a curious question is yeah what is what is motivating this person and for you I guess none of us would really know until we have that decision if that decision ever happens but is there a number is there like a has someone ever done the like in in the United States at least what is a very very solid amount to retire on Is the one million four million five million ten million
0: yeah it's going to depend on i'm done yeah it's going to depend on a lot of things like that's a lot of uh discussion behind the fire movement which uh five uh stands for financial independence retire early and like their their rule of thumb is uh your whole net worth four percent of that you can live off every year and the reason for that is uh the assumption is the the market goes up by 5% a year. And so 4% is like a little bit of a buffer. So if you and your family live off of $20,000 a year, then you would just need, you would just need $500,000. But if you're living off $200,000 a year, then you you would need 5 million, Um, but yeah. But I, I have a feeling for this person, it's not really about money like it's it's just about cuz like it it leads to the question if i did if i did have the cash where like i don't need it what would i be doing and for and for some people like they would still be working i think i think surprisingly for a lot of people like most most ceos that are making seven eight digit salaries like you could just re- you could just retire after like 3 years But, but a lot of them like keep working and like, those are really hard jobs. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to me. Um, Would I, would I do that? I don't know if I, if I like the work, I think so. Just depends on like what I want and where I'm at in life. I think what makes sense for me would be to do a sabbatical every, however many years. um, And try to not destroy myself over work um which which uh i think i have a pretty good balance because i'm I, I think of myself as inherently pretty lazy um but if uh if you if you work with me at my company i'm i'm not lazy i'm very hard working <laughs> um but like yeah I, I know i know that if i if I work above a certain number of hours, um, if I'm working weekends and if I, if I do that for too long, then like, um, then at some point, like, I just kind of like lose that drive and it, and it just like takes away from other things. And then I don't feel great. And like, I know that my work will suffer as a result. And so I try to like, and I'm, I'm sure you do too. I'm sure everyone does as well, but like, I try to keep that balance like pretty good um and uh, yeah i mean and then i try to like work on useful and like productive things so
1: i love it that's it's so interesting i once was was talking to a gentleman who's studying accounting and when you were talking initially about the 500,000 at a 4% rate and the the market usually goes up 5 plus percent on average. I once mentioned this type of idea to this gentleman and I I used a bigger number. I was like, if someone just had $5 million just, right? If someone had $5 million, just put it away and then you'd get 200,000 a year type thing or maybe 160,000 after tax. And he's like, I don't actually believe people would do that. that's not how money works. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, people find ways to spend it and just keep using it. I'm like, Oh, that's such an interesting outlook. He was very, very, very sure about himself on that one. And I thought that was kind of a funny outlook on the sense of if you had 5 million, no one out there is going to just save it and put it in an index fund or something like that and live off the savings. I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That was a curious thing.
0: Yeah, the reality is the system is built to incentivize you to stay. And so let's say let's say you're an accountant at you know one of those big four firms, or you're you're like a lawyer uh, in like big law. Um, like the system is set up so that they want you to become a partner, and then once you're a partner, you know you, you can make X amount and it's it's just designed to get you to like keep working you know it makes it makes sense like the you know you've been if you've been at the company for however many years and you're good enough to have stayed at it for that long then like they're gonna be incentivized to keep you around um and i don't know yeah i um my my guess is uh for people like you and me we're we're not accountants for a reason we're not lawyers for a reason we just kind of like stumbled into our our jobs right now maybe not stumbled like we've worked for it but like we're not lawyers um take it however you want but um yeah do you want to read the next section, the financial section?
1: Financial, focusing on increasing income matters a lot more than savings beyond a point. Of course, good financial habits matter, but spend eighty percent on growing income and twenty percent on not making stupid
0: decisions. What's your this hot guy take here?
1: Focuses you? a lot on growing income, and I mean that makes that's interesting. Focusing on increasing income matters a lot more than saving beyond a point. That one's that's surprising, actually. I I haven't actually heard that too often with regards. To, it just sounds like it's very long-term work, 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 rather than make the big bucks and then retire. I don't know. It just seemed like a very long-term mindset. It could be good, actually, of just maximizing a job for happiness for long-term. Because I feel like down below, on, or, or just above, I mean, this gentleman or, or lady, but as we're saying, is a gentleman, it's much better to learn right and get to VP versus burnout and get to L5 in five to seven years and then burnout. And I think that's interesting. This person is really thinking about not the two-year thing, not the five-year point, but 10, 15, 20 years in the industry in that future, not future vertical, uh, in that career vertical that they're focusing on. And to me, that's fascinating. It's funny because just coming at it from the stigma of a that a millennial has had to live through everyone as they say millennials don't stick anywhere for you know 16 months if that so this person's really pushing at that but i guess do you think this this person's talking about the same company or just talking about in that s- job hopping like career hopping from different company to different company i mean Indeed. i would suspect and the, the
0: yeah, I, I suspect this person has moved companies, um, and I suspect this person has just like focused on which skills are really lucrative, and then kind of like strategically worked on those projects. Um, I kind of I kind of see what he's saying though. Like, let's say I make fifty k a year, and I'm making all these like micro decisions like at the grocery store, um, at uh, like whether or not I should like rent a car to go on a hike this weekend, like like being frugal makes a lot of sense. Um, but um, if, you're, if your income is not very high, it doesn't like there's only a, there's a certain ceiling on how much, how helpful that is. Like if your goal is to save a ton of money and so like, like there there there's a lot of time like there are place times and places where it makes sense to like make that investment in yourself for a learning opportunity for something that like um makes you like emotionally more grounded for something that saves you time and like you don't want to do for something that like makes you happy. Um and those decisions are a lot easier to make when you're when you're making more money than less. Um so, like, I understand where he's coming from.
1: Yeah. Do you think, I'm wondering about, you know, would you say it's like one to two years is what they say, right? To stay at a job and then possibly find a new role. They say the quickest way to erase is job hopping. <laughs> and that and that's the bad rep a lot of millennials have now.
0: Uh I yeah, it's obviously going to depend on the individual. Um, but the I think at a company like one of the thing companies, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, uh, Netflix, Google, like you you get you get the pay raise by by staying and then leveling up, and then maybe like right as you level up, then like. I had a friend who um was was a product analyst and he was specifically looking to become a manager. So he he was like he became a junior manager and then as soon as he got that, he was interviewing for other manager jobs. And so it wow. was like, you know, like that kind of thing makes sense. Um
1: tell me yeah. more about that, that gent so what happened did they get the other manager job and how long were they in the junior manager role for and are they happy now or did they Um, was it the right decision more
0: i think so yeah um yeah it's funny i'm i'm at an age where a lot of my not a lot but uh i have friends who are like managers and i'm and i'm just like man i thought i thought a manager was something you did in your 30s but then again i'm also gonna be 30 at the end of the year so not not so far off um yeah he was he was a kind of like a senior product analyst and like I've, I have other friends who who have gone a similar route but yeah I guess the opportunity to be a manager like came up um he was specifically staying in the in the role like to move into that and so I guess when you're already a manager at your organization, it's a lot easier to interview for other manager roles, and so you kind of get that like step up. Um, so yeah, there's like really all soft. these like yeah, there's all these like strategic things that you can that you can do. Um, it's actually so
1: funny. <laughs> it's just so funny once you have that title on LinkedIn so many random different types of recruiters start reaching out
0: yeah but there's like the
1: people that don't have the title uh, the newer software developer and such that don't have that first job and they just don't ever get anything that's interesting how it just snowballs makes
0: sense though yeah it's true like i i will not respond to recruiters who emailed me? But, but if they had emailed me like a year and a half ago, I would, I would, or like I would be emailing them a year and a half ago, or yeah, and then like three years ago, I would I would be like begging them to talk to me, not begging. This is an exaggeration. Not begging. Um. <laughs> I mean, oh, it dude, it's. I'm sure you can. Uh, actually, I don't know about you, Hugh, you you just had, you had your like first interview and then you got a job right off of that. So, hey, well, good for you. Not, not everyone, long? not everyone's looking, not everyone's lucky like you are, Hugh. For those of you listening, uh, Hugh decided to, to study uh, software engineering and he spent a few months just, just like studying on his own and asking, asking people to, to, uh, like help him with his projects, and then a, a recruiter reached out to him on LinkedIn, and it was like the first the first one who, who uh, who reached out to him, and then he got the job. So, dude, that's that's what that's what happens when you're when you're a smart person, just uh, and you have the uh, charismatic smile like like Hugh does.
1: Do you want to <laughs> do you want to know the the trick that I did? This <laughs> is it like the minor trick. I made a resume and instead of having a resume with job titles and all the description fields, I just designed it really nicely. And I put a job title and another job title and another job title. And I didn't have any descriptions on it. So it made them call me if they were curious. So I just needed to make sure that it was interesting enough for them to call. And then I just wanted to get in the room because I knew a real resume wouldn't work.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Oh, so you didn't put your title. You just put the company.
1: I put, I put titles and the company, but I didn't do the descriptions of three to five sentences. And so I just oh, had like interesting. five different bullet points and it looked really pretty. Like there's a lot to be said about picking a nice font, putting a, like a rainbow gradient on a left margin and oh. putting,
0: and just submitting it. <laughs> wow huh well i yeah especially if you're if you're looking for designer roles like you better have a good font. better, yeah, but it better be know, nice I, I really think
1: a... that if a developer that's whatever put and applied with a really nice fonted and designed resume like like quality design that's pretty eye-catching i don't know mm-hmm. that's just fun side side bit it's it's a it's a good idea possibly or not I don't know yeah
0: yeah I think I'll I think I'll just use the same resume for the rest of time and then just update yeah you don't
1: need to we're 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 uh we're hiring for head of products right now and I'm looking at these people who have been in the industry for 10 to 15 years as resumes maybe 20 some of them and they just have like a Times New Roman, Microsoft doc Mm -hmm. typed out three page to four page worth. Cause I thought that was taboo, but I guess once you're that senior, you don't care. And I thought it was just one pagers that you're allowed to do, but yeah, no, these people have three to four pages and they just kind of have all their stuff and it gets through the systems and it it gets them to head of product interviews.
0: I don't think, I don't think you need one more than one page. For me, for me, that would be make it less credible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there must be like a band of if you've been in the industry for 10 plus years, then you have the right, an unsaid right. <laughs> like, I disagree. I'm suspecting.
0: You can put it all in on one page. You can take out bullet points or just like focus on the important parts. Um,
1: I don't know, man. When you've, when you've worked, when John Kim has worked at, x company and then went on to work at y company and then built z company there's a lot you're gonna have to write and then when you're going to like a senior level thing just kind of adds up i feel
0: yeah i'll put it on one page
1: i don't think you're gonna fit it on one page unless you're using 10 point font then you're just gonna hurt people's eyes. no i don't i don't just like
0: well i can i can be like you and not put a bunch of bullet points
1: well, I don't think anybody can do that except if you're very, very junior. I, I mean, that was very. That was kind of like, how do I get my foot in the door when I have literally nothing behind my name? Right. <laughs> it <laughs> worked it out very real. Yeah. Um, the only huh. thing I had lucky. Yeah, I don't know. But at a higher level, you've got a lot to write, and people are looking for what you've done, and and. When you've yeah. when when like you've built out the systems and stuff, more than a page. You're gonna have more than a page, John K. I disagree
0: a hundred percent. But it's okay. I, I want to see a resume disagree.
1: in seven years. If you're in I'll the just, industry, or you may it be on retired.
0: Why would I be retired?
1: I don't know. I feel like you're just gonna you're gonna be this guy. Maybe you are op that posted this.
0: <laughs> well, I don't work at Google. I'm not an L9, but Hey, it could happen.
1: Sure. Watch
0: out. Watch <laughs> out. Okay. WOLU1.
1: <laughs> Scrolled up to the name. Uh, anyways, what, what's the end of this part? How does it say investing? That's curious or personal? Or why am I doing this?
0: Yeah. Let me share my screen again. Oops, wrong screen again. <laughs> um, there we go. Dang it, I keep... Ah. All right. Where are you? There you are. Okay. Investing personal. So uh, I can summarize investing and personal. Um, He says, I believe large tech companies are a no-brainer and will continue to capture more of the overall value. Um, It's like, I invest in tech companies personal. Um, Who you marry is pretty important. It's the best or worst decision you can make in your life. Um, And then he repeats this thing about getting to L5 and uh, like, don't worry about getting to L5 in five years instead of seven, does not matter. That just seems like such a, it's like such a It's, it's like, I will say it's not really relatable for me because I'm not, I'm not struggling with getting to 0 five in five years instead of seven. Like I don't even work at Google or these other, like my company doesn't even have rankings. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't even know. We, we don't not have rankings at all.
0: Um, so I think the first question is, is pretty good question. Um, kind of alluded it to be it before said, Hey, very impressive. I'm fascinated by how some people get promoted. Um, I understand there's like randomness to coworkers and kind of like what the need is also, did you work a lot? Um, how did you manage to be effective and are you very vocal? Are you assertive? Do you work on highly visible projects? All good questions. And then he says. Haha, ha, the irony is I never worked a lot. If anything, I've worked less in recent years versus early days because we had a lot more fun in the early days. I think that's interesting. He, he just called work fun. Maybe that's why he's still doing it. Um, he goes on. I think the key is that people don't realize that the way to grow is not through quantity, it's through quality. Um, what that means is that you won't get quick growth by doing more of the work you are already doing. Uh, It's super critical to take a step back and think about how you can do something differently. Um, And then this is the kind of like juicy part. Take a broader view than what your role requires. Let's say you are at an L4. You are required to deliver solid work independently. That's good. But then also start taking a lead. Spend some time on identifying the biggest areas your team could do better and then come up with possible ideas to pitch that to your manager and leads. Initially, you might be bad, but with feedback, soon enough, you'll get, actually get a project to lead. From there, you will end up doing more of it, which is basically what the next level is. In my case, I, what I did was, as soon as I got promoted to a level, I looked at the next two, letter, two levels and started building towards it. I did not have the skills or authority to do it at all, but usually in a cycle or two, I would be leading efforts that were clearly at the next level. Long story short, I think the key to objective, the key is to objectively introspect on the problem you are solving, take time to think a little broader than the next steps you plan to work on. And I think one of the biggest strengths I had was to sell an ideal version of a better product to the entire team. Then I would break it down, you know, um, people love getting a big vision. Um, I think it, I I think I was able to do that throughout my career and that helped juicy stuff that's
1: cool i like that that was interesting especially the two levels ahead part Hmm.
0: it's really interesting yeah and and what's interesting to me is that he 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 like knew that he wasn't like qualified initially but but he got feedback. He said, "With feedback, soon enough, you will actually get a project to lead." So he's just out here shooting his shots, and he's out here like being like, "Oh, we should do this. We should do this," and just like being like, "Oh, what would what would someone like two levels above me do?" And then just like he's just like working towards that. So a lot of respect. Like, like yeah. I mean, it sounds like. For this person, it's, it's not a mistake that he is where he is.
1: Yeah, he, he was very strategic about it and also enjoyed what he did, it seems, and had really good foundations. I feel like that that's really key uh, with regards to crafting your, your career, I suspect. Mm-hmm. One has to enjoy it enough or ha- find the joy in it that you're kind of curious about it, too understand the mentors around to like reach out and have that growth and have that perspective onto what the next levels even look like. And then three, having the ability to find projects to actually build those and learn on the
0: job. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, other questions they ask him about, about like, how did you celebrate? And he's like, I bought dominoes. Haha, very funny. Um, they asked him like, what cars he drives. I don't think that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, there's there's just some stuff here that, if if you're interested, feel free to read through it. Um, yeah, and he gives he gives some some uh, has a hot take on on. All this stuff, but yeah, I think I don't know. Like, like I understand. I understand looking at total comp. Um, I understand. Like, it's probably tied to, like, if your goal is to learn, it's probably tied to like whatever you're learning being, uh, having like a business impact. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's something I've been, I've been thinking about. I'm like, do I want to optimize for like the most money? It seems like so capitalist, something seems wrong about it. And yeah, I don't know. Like, what if I want to work for a nonprofit and get a pay cut and have a different like rhythm to life, but then working on meaningful stuff? If everything is metrics driven, then yeah, that's, that's how you get, that's how you get a company like Facebook, just like making everyone addicted to Instagram. <laughs> like, like, it just doesn't seem like a good outcome for humanity. I'm just hating on Facebook right now, but yeah, I don't know.
1: I always liked what you said about mm, working and then making a lot of capital and then giving back or kind of donating it. I also think mm-hmm. that there's the other ability of making a lot of money, retiring on it at that, what, 4% and then going working at a nonprofit or going and working at a nonprofit because it also works out for many people. Like A lot of people love what they do and they do a really good job and they mm-hmm. work at nonprofits and... Some people make good money and don't make good money and make good enough money. And I, I guess it's just different for everybody on those. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it would be interesting. I feel like just thinking about it out loud, I feel like starting a startup is similar to working at a nonprofit in a way, but with a higher cost, like uh, income potential in the long term, capitalistically, mm-hmm. where. Nonprofits are really cool and do really good things and raise good money as long as it's raised in an ethical way. But startups also, that's the thing that I still kind of find so curious is you can, you, you of course start as a popper and then you can build something that's truly trying to like service the end user. And it really depends on what you're building it for and who's the person that you're building it for whether it's your shareholders or for the end user or for both and stuff yeah i feel like it doesn't always just have to be the person who's even though it is awesome you know like mother teresa and all you know mm-hmm. like very pious people and then there's people that do nonprofits and then there's people that do startups and then there's people that work at big companies and do their other ways to influence so i really I don't, know, don't i don't know don't hate on yourself too much for being a capitalist. I think <laughs> it just depends on how you do it with uh, F- what is the the word like, empathetic capitalism or something like that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's just I was just like thinking out loud. Um, I think I'm more open to doing a startup than I was like a year and a half ago. Um, as in like my own startup and i was I was thinking about this because my my goal is to be really good with software development, but at some point you kind of have to do your own thing. Like you can't just be following in everyone else's footsteps. And so like before Elon Musk started SpaceX, there were there were uh like rocket like people who who were experts in rockets and and now, if you're not at SpaceX, then you're, like, like most, like, like the reputation is that most rocket experts are at SpaceX, because they're, like, working on really cutting-edge stuff. And, like, um, not to even put myself in any category with, with Elon Musk, um, but, I, but, like, I think it makes sense at some point to, like, do your own thing. um. And and like, in my case, like I I want to I want to be good, um, and maybe I could work, like just keep working and be good at some things. Um, but yeah, I feel like there would be a lot of growth if I were to do something or like have a lot of responsibilities somewhere. But. Hmm yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think the the podcast is also a, a good route. <laughs> if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> pew, 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 pew.
1: <laughs> I feel like I, I thought about that a decent amount, at least for a minute or two in my life too. And something that is growing on me also, have you ever read Eric Ries's Lean Startup? Um, So that was, I think so. Long story short, it was the biggest type of book for prototyping and building new concepts and businesses. And a lot of startup people used it as the startup manual slash Bible that they would say and recommend. And then there's other types of things by Google Ventures now called Sprint for design sprint iterations and rapid iteration and prototyping like that. With all of that, though, something I really liked when reading Lean Startup, even though it is a bit older now on its frameworks, is how they talked about different companies and the entrepreneurial mindset and how companies succeed when they create a very good culture within it. And it's not just people. So that's basically trying to say <clears throat> I hear a lot, and I personally was growing up in an environment where uh, especially when you're in San Francisco, everyone's trying to make their own thing and, and everyone wants mm-hmm. their own startup and yada, yada. And that's the only way. And then all these people, with these, you know, uh, what do you call them? Like mastermind courses kind of are like, you be your own entrepreneur and go start up your own thing. And you should work for yourself. Don't work for the man and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And And I think that's very fair. And I mean, I know a lot of people, my sister even is on the entrepreneurial route. I also do think though, that there was some interesting points on that. i once read from, uh, the lean startup where they were talking about Toyota and Toyota became really successful in the sense that they somehow managed to cultivate an environment where even at such a big scale, they managed to at a very small and individualistic level slash group level to create fast moving entrepreneurial type spaces for those Mm -hmm. teams to build R&D and create their own products that they feel ownership over and create basically a startup within a startup, which is not really a startup anymore, but is Toyota. And, And I thought that type of concept is also a really curious one where one, don't work somewhere that you really don't like. Like that's just a bad idea unless you have to survive, of course. But two, if you can find somewhere that, is paying and you get paid to learn and is really good leadership and mentorship and you have the support resources, that's a great place to kind of like take time in between to like learn from and grow while also figuring out what your next steps are of either A, you know, going that route or C, going that route of becoming an entrepreneur and doing your own thing, which is fantastic. Price potential there is way better because you have way more equity and yada, yada, but you get way more gray hairs. And the other one that I also thought was interesting was then once you get to a good place where you have a lot of career capital and like inroads at your company, if you really like it and it's mission-driven, you like their core values, you like the people, management, et cetera, then you can also figure out ways how to create a startup within that startup or company mm-hmm. if that culture has been created. And I think that's just a really cool idea that it's not, it's not original at all. I just don't hear it talked about as much, just like I didn't hear people talking about waking up late and going to bed late, you know, (laughs) Like, Uh, in that same type of vein uh, from episode one or two, whatever. (laughs) I think that it is, if like, I I always liked the quote, even though we don't put Steve Jobs on a pedestal. He always said, if you look at yourself five days in a row in the mirror and you don't like what you do and you don't want to go to work, then you should quit. And I always kind of liked that. And so I think you can find something, whether or not I, I don't know multiple irons in the fire and such, but I do think that hopefully I don't know yet, hopefully, if I do stay in the corporate world, I don't just become mind numbed and soul sucked mm-hmm. and sold out hopefully i i if I do decide, I don't know what I've decided yet and what where I'll go, but if I do stay in the 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 corporate world yeah, I really hope that (laughs) I feel empowered and like, I'm building things that are interesting and helping people. I'd really hope that that would be sad. If the only way to do that is through nonprofits and startups and entrepreneurship, I'd be really sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, there definitely isn't a only way like it's just whatever works for you, which, which makes it hard because you're like, what works with me? I don't know. But yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. That being said, learning
1: on your own and then starting your own projects and stuff is fantastic. It's a great way to do it.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's what this podcast is for, right? (laughs) Dude, honestly, honestly, (laughs) honestly, even if no one listens, like, just the act of putting this out on a weekly basis and like saying that I have a podcast is like so amazing. (laughs) We're on episode eleven. We did pretty good. Yeah. Quite well. yeah and we're we're gonna start like bringing on our friends and and uh yeah like honestly like people can for an entire year like if no one listened like it would still be worth it because i don't know I, it's just cool
1: i'll be honest i don't know when the last time i've done something so consistently is i don't i don't <laughs> i haven't climbed and worked out consistently i haven't read a book consistently i don't think i have finished a book in a long time it's so sad so this is the most consistent thing outside of a job that i have other than just kind of like helping out around the house and be, with family and stuff and friends but like actually things for like my self-growth this is the only other thing i've ever stuck with <laughs> so far <laughs>
0: yeah nice yeah. well well with with that with that said uh maybe this is a good time to end the episode (laughs) shout out to shout out to anyone who's made it this far we do it for you (laughs) if you're you're, you're there you rock
1: (laughs) whoever it is that's listening you're a majestic beautiful person that is definitely incredible to have lasted this long and i hope i hope you enjoyed episode 11 of the Moon Tea Podcast with your co-hosts, John and Hugh. See ya.
0: Peace.